This is episode 26 of the Home and Family Culture Podcast. I'm Jody Chafee. In this episode, I talked with Shelley Stasny of This and That Parenting Blog. Welcome to the Home and Family Culture Podcast, where I discuss how families can discover and design their collective vision, values, beliefs, and traditions that influence their family culture. The purpose of my podcast is to interview experts who can offer tips and tools to aid families in the process of developing their family culture, and also successful individuals whose success was influenced by their family culture. For more information or to subscribe, go to homeandfamilyculture.com, or you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Family Culture Podcast, and on Twitter at underscore Family Culture. You can tune in on my site or on the variety of podcast broadcasting apps like iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and even on YouTube. Just search Home and Family Culture with the ampersand between home and family culture. Please remember to like, comment, share, and rate on whatever medium you choose. I would love to hear from you. Shelly Stasny is a wife and a stay-at-home mom of two boys. She has a master's in education with a principal certificate. She taught elementary school for 15 years with some admin positions along the way. She loved professional development and always had way more hours than was required, not to mention all the reading she did and gurus she followed on social media. She always tried to put best practices in place in her classroom. When she found out she was pregnant, she immediately turned that energy into research about pregnancy, childbirth, later on infants, toddlers, and then preschoolers, and she's not stopped. Her re- she researches every question she has about children and then some. She hopes that all the time that she's put into research can go beyond benefiting her own children. She wants to benefit her followers by helping them to make informed parenting and family decisions. The purpose of her blog is all things parenting, professional development, this and that parenting. So welcome, Shelly. So glad you're here. (laughs) Glad to be here. (laughs) Okay, so tell us more about your inspiration behind starting this and that parenting. Actually, probably since Jock was one year old and I had begun doing all this research, it was always kind of in the back of my mind, like I would have this little whisper, maybe a blog is one way to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I kept thinking, like, you know, I'm bare, I'm barely, like, you know, showering and cooking. How am I ever going to think about a blog? So <laughs> in my, in the back of my mind, I would just put different topics and, you know, how I wanted this thing to look and yeah. whatnot. I didn't ever know if it would come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And then after I had my second child, I probably, even though I was doing all this research and feeling like, I mean, I was giving everything to my own children, but doing something, you know, whatever I was doing for children and helping children in the teaching field, Mm -hmm. something wasn't being fulfilled in me. I knew I had to somehow go beyond just the stay-at-home mom. I needed to take another step and kind Mm -hmm. of do my own thing. And so after a lot of prayer and I started, I think, kind of coming out of the postpartum, I was, I realized, I think I'm going to do that blog. And I mean, stuff just started showing up in my inbox and I would talk to people. I mean, it just came, came easily. Yeah. And, um, 
then I set the goal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna, um, release it in December 1st. And I did. That's how I set it off. So I like what you said there that you felt like you needed to do something, that there was this whisper that I love that because I definitely believe that that when you listen to those whispers, especially as a stay at home mom, that that is a big part of self-care, that that's something that you have to do. Every mom needs to have something that is like inspiring Mm -hmm. because sometimes the stay at home mom stuff can get really you know, tedious because it's so repetitive. It's so redundant. And sometimes you're like, have I accomplished anything? I feel like I'm doing the same thing day in and day out, you know? So I definitely believe that every mom needs to have something that she can see it progress from day to day, you know? And I definitely, you know, a blog and, or, or some kind of physical, tangible product project or something is a really great way to get that fulfilling, that sense of fulfillment. So that's awesome that you listen to that and you are doing something that is not only giving yourself that self-care, but also inspiring and uplifting others. I like that you're using that as an opportunity to reach out to other people. So what yes. would you say is your, your mission for your, for your blogging and your message that you want to share? Well, I mean, besides wanting to share the research, I am, I am connecting with other parents. I mean, I wanted to be a teacher since I was three years old and I, uh, I am a child advocate. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I am advocating for children by reaching their parents. And so even though, I mean, my mission is to, you know, help families make the most informed decisions. I do believe that there's, you know, a lot of ways to skin this cat and still come out with really good results. Mm-hmm. And I just want the the parents to feel like they had, you know, information and best practices and research. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, when you're working and I mean, it's all, you know, by the flies, fly by the seat of your pants. And so, I mean, you know, then I was Googling in the middle of the night and things Mm -hmm. for my teaching practice. So I'm sure that's what working parents are doing. So, I mean, I have a heart for the stay at home mom, but also, you know, for the working parent, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that this is kind of a one-stop shop to so get it all. And, yeah. and I'm still, I'm still working on the organization of that and, and how that's I'm going to cool. get that all. Uh-huh. Well, that's one of the things that I'm learning is that it's all a part of the process. And when parents see that even our message, it has, a beginning and a middle, you know, it's like, there's this process that we're going through. I think that that also lends to the inspiration that they see, Hey, this person is, is, is putting out some really great content and they're a person just like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Human. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So what are some of your views about what family culture is? Um, I mean, when you, when you look at family culture. I ran across the term family culture when I was researching the traditions. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I came and found you as well, because I was looking into traditions and then I uh, found your name with the culture. Mm-hmm. But um, along with traditions, I mean, you know, the definition says your traditions, your habits, your practices, and your values. Yeah. And to me, I mean, that kind of makes up your family identity. I mean, yeah. When you start really thinking about it, I think that 
it's anything in your household that happens that that's going to leave them lasting mark. That's going to be your family legacy that your children are going to leave your home with. And so I've really tried to, I mean, I think it's how you talk to each other, how you discipline the kids. Um, And so I've really tried to become intentional about it. Mm -hmm. And I believe it has to be intentional and I think it has to be continuous and nourish and, discuss like since I've come across it um you know I'm now kind of making a point to help my kids notice our family loves books our family enjoys eating Mexican food together our family enjoys playing together praying together yeah um you know learning is fun to us we we like having fun um we like telling stories making up stories but I mean I know that you can I know you can discuss it, but I think, you know, I mean, the living it out is going to be the main thing in the end. And, um, and I, I'm think as I go to blog and I start, you know, try to present, I guess I'm sure you found this too. I just don't want parents to look at us. Oh, it's another to do. She's telling us another, (laughs) you know, because as i research and look myself I'm like oh she has a good idea that's a good idea but by two weeks you know if it's not in your ebb and flow and it's not coming natural to your family it's probably not going to be y'all's culture you know it was so and so's great idea but and so I don't think it has to be another to do I think it just needs to be you need to kind of know your culture and your intentions and have your vision or society is going to give your kids their mm-hmm. culture, you know? Yeah. And so then I think just, just being cognizant of your family's vision and, you know, can help with the intentionality and, and take you so much further. And um, something else that I'm seeing is huge is um, fun. I think fun needs to be in the culture. Mm-hmm. I did did a blog on, you know, making sure there's laughter and fun. But I think with some of that postpartum, when I was researching and, you know, whatnot, you know, just how your mood can be. That's where the rubber meets the road, I think, sometimes. It's like you're (laughs) whatever, especially as moms, whatever, and parents, whatever mood you're in, that's like the tone. Uh the level of energy and that's you know your your visions and your identity it is implemented based on what the feeling that you have right I would say yes and (laughs) so yes yes and so I mean I started to kind of notice my children taking all my mood and I just you know I was like okay I gotta get a grip on this (laughs) but as I was researching I came across a, a book and it was called uh, Why I Didn't Rebel. And the author goes into all these different things, like, you know, why I didn't join a gang, why I didn't do the drugs, why I didn't talk back to my parents, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But as the children give their answers, it basically boils down to because they had a lot of fun in their household. They had something to look forward to. They had some, And that really spoke That's to cool. me because, you know, they didn't need to go out and get that. Yeah, they were able to get it from home. And so my husband and I discussed this and, you know, just 
also being intentional about, you know, are we keeping this? Because I mean, when you do get, I mean, I noticed this around Christmas. Oh, we need to go here or there. But I mean, at the end of the day, I'm like, man, we didn't even laugh, you know? <laughs> and so things on our checklist. That <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so it seems like a little thing, but if you, if you look into all of the benefits and the, I mean, the health, the mood, the relationship, and, you know, you can go on to see just five minutes can change the day. Yeah. So. I mean, they say laughter is the best medicine, right? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the title of my yeah, article. Well, <laughs> that makes so much sense because, you know, I think that, because one of the things about family culture is um, your norms and the things that you default to. And um, and so I could go on about how that your habits play into that and, and that you can actually change your habits to meet your vision or things like that. But if you can't relax <laughs> and go, you know what, let's just fall into something naturally and then have a sense of humor about it and not be mm-hmm. so, so serious about it, you know, that, that, uh, that really, I'm sure that has more benefits that you can't even imagine, like you say, about the, the relationship and being a being spontaneous or you know just the the laughter that can come into your home and making that a big part of your family culture can do so many wonders I think that's a really awesome that's a really awesome tool to to add to that and but I also like what you said that it not to make this just another to do mm-hmm. another checklist because like you said not everything is going to work for every family you have to figure out what it is about your family because you said in there, your, you know, family culture is your identity. And, and so you just, you pick something that appeals to you. And if that's what you want to work on, you work on it. You don't have to work on everything under the sun to try and fix everything because then you're going to lose that, the spirit of it, getting lost in the details of doing, of trying to raise your family. But if you just pick the things that really resonate with your family and your identity and the, the norms that you are most comfortable with, then that's what will enrich and strengthen your family. Because, you know, I've seen, I've seen advice out there that's like, oh, you know, zero, zero digital uh, for your kids. Do not, yeah. you know, and, and then I saw some comments about that where, yeah, but I let my toddler watch TV so that I can exercise or so that, you know, if my kids really learn a lot from watching these educational programs or X, Y, and Z. And so you can't say no, no family should ever watch TV or use video games. That's just not the case for every family. You know, that Mm -hmm. might work for some families, but not every family. You've got to be able to adapt and figure out what works for your family. I think that that's, But I really love that, what you said about, about fun. That really definitely needs to be a part of, I would say, if you don't have fun, what, what's going on? <laughs> I know. One, of, one of the more interesting things I read about that fun that I guess shocked me mm-hmm. was the less money a family has, usually the more they are trying to have fun with each other and make each other laugh Mm -hmm. because they only have each other for entertainment and they don't have as many things in the home or, you know, screens or whatever keeping them. So, Mm -hmm. 
it said, you know, they start to entertain and um, do things together to laugh because they, and then sometimes families with more money, they're counting on other things for entertainment. And so they're not always enjoy from, you know, each other and talking as much. So that also shows, you know, we do have to be intentional about the fun. Yeah. Interesting. I know. I know. So what does your family like to do for fun? Well, I will say that my kids are pretty good natural born, uh, sense of humor, which I'm super thankful for because I do like to, but, um, they're very into puppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oldest is really into us telling him stories. He'll listen as long as we'll tell. And then, um, I mean, I they have some toy microphone they have. I mean, I'll act okay. goofy. I change the I change the words to songs and put their life into songs and make them laugh and mm-hmm. dance crazy, and they think nothing of it. Um, but we read, we read a lot and we Mm -hmm. read a lot of humor Nice. and sometimes we, you know, laugh at each other too. try to make each other laugh. I think that is, uh, growing up, like I know that I had problems when someone laughed at me and I don't want to pass that on. So I've tried to lighten up about it. Yeah. Like, just make it, what? That's not my problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or laugh along with them. Like, yeah, that is pretty funny, huh? <laughs> yes. I want, you know, I wonder if there's, you know, even more research into this idea of being able to laugh at yourself and how that, that creates personal resilience, you know, to just be able to be like, you know what, lighten up. It's not a big deal instead of you know, being so strict or tight about things and whether that creates more anxiety, you know, to... Um, I remember I could laugh at everyone else, but they couldn't laugh at me. So, I mean, I, I've come a ways on that. Yes. <laughs> That's so interesting. I want to go out and buy joke books and, and <laughs> plan fun, fun night for... Well, so there's one more thing I want to say about that too, because... There's, there's always this, this, uh, this idea of, so a growth mindset, it, it mm-hmm. emphasizes the process over the results. And I think that this applies to that um, idea that if you don't take things so seriously, then maybe, you know, that can really encourage it, that growth mindset idea that, you know, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to try hard things and go, you know what, that was pretty hard, but in the end it was kind of fun or, you know, things like that, 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 um, cause when you, when you have a fixed mindset, you focus on the things that are easy. You want to, because you don't, you don't want to look stupid because you, you know, mm-hmm. you're challenged, mm-hmm. then you look stupid. And, <clears throat> but I think, um, that idea that if you can lighten the mood and just have fun with it, that that might actually create more of a growth mindset in, in kids because then they, they won't feel so vulnerable or, or ashamed to try new things or to struggle a little bit because you're just going to go, you know what, it's okay. Let's just have fun with it and, and see if we can, because, because growth comes from the struggle. Growth comes from the point, part where you go, 
ooh, that sounded kind of strange, but let's explore that or something. Like when you're developing talents, it's the part where if you're practicing an instrument and, and you hit a wrong note, you go, okay, let's try that one again. And you, you practice it until you get it right. It's the parts where, you, where you're struggling that allow you to grow. And so I think that if you, if you have that sense of humor and that lightheartedness about struggling, then that could really foster that, that growth mindset in your kids. So that's, that's another fact. I hope, I hope. I, I do read a lot of the uh, growth mindset and fixed. And I it's mean, I know that, I know that my um, oldest son, he has some risk-taking issues. And I always wonder, you know, did we do something or was he born that way? Because if he doesn't know, sometimes he won't, you know. You if he knows it's not going to be right. Oh, sometimes and so I that's something that I really try to work with and pray about and I mean I even have him memorizing mantras you know it's okay uh-huh. to make mistakes and you know right? and he knows the mantra but he know, he can't always live it so that's where I've got I'm like you know I got to figure out how to pass that on to him I know the it's you know to compliment the compliment the effort that's being put mm-hmm. in and I do all of that and still yeah. I feel I don't feel like I'm getting the results so yeah I've noticed sometimes uh like if if we jump in too early during the struggle and try to c- solve the problem that can that doesn't fortify their you know self-efficacy that they can finish something or struggle mm-hmm. it's like you know just let them struggle I mean as parents we want to be like okay, let me come in and solve it for you because I see you're struggling. And it's like, no, 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 just let them struggle. And then because of that amazing sense of accomplishment that they get after the struggle when they do figure it out is, is I mean, think about when you do something difficult. It's, it's such a, it's so fulfilling when you actually complete it and you go, wow, that was really hard, but I did it. You know, So that's one of the things that, that comes to my mind. You know? Oh yeah, we've discussed I'm sure early, early on, we didn't let him, we didn't let him, <laughs> you know, when he was probably zero to one and we're just sitting there staring at him five uh-huh. inches away from him all day, every day. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> now we're all paying, but hopefully, I mean, hopefully now we've got our information, right? We can right. help do what we yeah. did. <laughs> well, my seven-year-old is that way. I mean, I'll just be like, can you please, let's just work on it. It's okay. It's okay to struggle. And he's like, I don't know. I just don't know the answer. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay. If it's okay, to, you don't know the answer. Just, and he tries to pick the right answer or guess. And, and I'd be like, okay, how did you come oh, no. or something? And, and it's like, no, I want to hear your process. I want to hear your thoughts. You know, why, what, well, how did you come to that conclusion? And he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> No, you got, I want to know. I want to know. I want to struggle with you. So, yeah, that's that's a challenging one. But I like that idea of just lightening up. Let's just have fun with this. <laughs> Let's just make it fun. Yeah. That's so cool. I was telling my I was telling my husband like we're gonna have to do something where they know our culture is okay mm-hmm. to make mistakes. We're here yeah. for you. We're not gonna make fun of you. You know. So you mentioned. You did mention one book in there. What's another, what are those other books that, that you like to recommend to families when they come to you? Okay, two books that have really changed my mindset since I became a mom. 
I think that I happened upon Dr. Laura Markham, Mm -hmm. probably on Baby Center. There was some little quote or something I clicked on. Okay. And so I subscribed to the ahaparenting.com, which I highly recommend. Mm -hmm. And so then I got uh, the book, Peaceful Parents, Happy Kids. Mm -hmm. I probably have, I don't, I mean, over a hundred post-its sticking out because... Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. There's so many great tips in that book. Yes, there are. There are. And just, you know, you just do what you know until you know better. And there was so many knowing betters finding Mm -hmm. out for me. And I mean, I'll I mean, I'll be vulnerable. I spanked before I read Mm -hmm. the book. I've worked hard on the raising the voice since I've read the book. And those were probably my two huge takeaways from the book. Yeah. But then just all the little, I mean, there's so many nuggets. I could just, I just need to sleep with it under my pillow, you know, and hope (laughs) that I absorb it because I did. And I give it as a gift. I've given it Uh no telling how many of these books I've given, but she just made me rethink some of the things that I just took for granted that that's how you raise kids, you know, and that's how I've seen it done. And that's what I was going to do. But, um, the empathy, the fostering, the emotional connection, Mm -hmm. the, um, spending five minutes one-on-one for sure. Every morning, every after lunch, I know that it has changed our lives Mm -hmm. so for the positive. And it sounds like nothing, but it's really meant so many simple things. Yeah. And I like though, what you said about it, it was like things that you, you just, you do things until you know better. And I think sometimes parents are kind of afraid of being taught to know better, you know, (laughs) I think you don't want to know, but but I think it's important to disrupt our habits or disrupt our mindset and go, oh, I can improve on this. And and it's really great that the the title of those books say Peaceful Parent at the first and then have yeah. kids. Because it really does start with parents and our capacity to to foster those good habits and 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 mindsets in our home. So I love that. And then my second um was recommended to me. I have um several teacher friends who are always really on top of things on parenting books mm-hmm. and the latest parenting, this and that. And um, this book that is the latest that I read is Parenting 14 Gospel Principles Can Radically Change Your Family. And it is a Christian read and it's by mm-hmm. Paul David Tripp. And he goes through and some of the chapter, the chapters are just titled one word, such as grace, identity, process, character, control, rest, mercy. And the message that he reiterates in this, in each chapter is, think of how often you have to ask God over and over again for forgiveness mm-hmm. on, you know, the same. That is exactly what you're doing, you know, that's exactly what you're dealing with, with your your child. And, you know, it's, I mean, and I had even thought to myself at times, God, this must be how God feels with me. Cause you know, you find how many times do I have to say, 
And I'm thinking, he's probably been saying that about me for 20 years, you know, on some of my, (laughs) and it's just really helped me to, to have a lot more grace. Mm -hmm. And then another message he has is, is just talking with, with your kids about, you know, how we're born, how, what we're dealing with, what we're up against and a sin nature and that we're all here for each other to help, you know, bring out the best. And it is, it is amazing how my four-year-old even took this on mm-hmm. and how understanding he's been about it. And I mean, it's kind of, it's seeing, you know, you always hear no blame, no shame. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of has helped to make it easier when you're having a conversation that you're not blaming, but yeah. you know, son, you are up against this. And once again, I see you falling and what are we going to do about it? We're going to, you know, and so I've really, I feel like I was probably way too stressed out each day about, am I getting this right? Am I doing such and such? And the book really helped me see that this is a process I'm in this along with God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not all on my shoulders. Not that I didn't know, but something about the way he says it just was easier to hit home. It's always with me. good to have a reminder. And, and yeah. And um, <laughs> I mean, there's, a, and this is another book and I've already started. I mean, this is a great uh, baby shower gift because uh-huh. I so wish I would have had it from year one. That's awesome. I, that's, I love that, you know, especially that idea, you know, grace is certainly something that parent, we, we parents need daily. And, you know, I love that, that idea of, of uh, just living each day in grace that we're not perfect, but we mm-hmm. can, we you know, we're partnering with God in all of this and that these children are a blessing to us and a gift to us and the stewardship that we have to raise and, and, uh, take care of try and guide them in the right direction you know so that's a really I'm definitely gonna check that one out that's awesome oh he I mean he says that no one the people who give grace the best are the ones who can admit the easiest that they need it Mm -hmm. and talk you know Mm -hmm. don't be ashamed or don't don't be afraid to stop in the day and say, Oh, see, I'm battling this with this too. And I'm asking God right now. And, you know, and when I said that, I mean, I didn't even ask my son to be an accountability partner. (laughs) Once I told him I've been working on this, I mean, he'll bring mom, mom, you're doing it, mom, you know? And I mean, I was thinking, yeah, if you want to get rid of a sin or a bad habit, tell your four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is, it is, he does bring to the table that as Christians, for some reason, we don't always just bring it up and talk about it in our yeah. family yeah. and call things out and say what they are. Yeah. And so our kids just think, you know, it's all about being good and if that's what it is, I'm not sure I want to be, you know, that. So, right. yes, I highly, if I could give, if I could give all the parents, I know two books, it would be those two. And I've read a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I definitely will add those to my show notes and make sure everybody come to the show notes and click and find those books <laughs> or go on Amazon or whatever. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Shelly. I really love this conversation and discussion. 
especially about the having fun. And, you know, I think it lends to that, that concept that you talked about from that book about grace is, is that, you know, being lighthearted or having fun and, and grace, they all take humility, you know, to just be able to just be like, you know what, we're just gonna, we're just gonna put our faith in, in this process that nobody's perfect. And we're just gonna work on it as we go and have fun along the way. So I really love that. I think that's, that's awesome. Well said. <laughs> All right. So what's your URL that we can find you? Where can we, are you on social media or anything? Yes. Um, <laughs> everything is under this and that parenting.com, but the blog is www.thisandthatparenting.com. Okay. Awesome. So wonderful. Thank you so much, Shelly. Sure. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shelly. I love that message about grace and humility and fun. What a great reminder to always have fun, to create a space and a home where our kids want to be. I love it. You can go to my show notes at homeandfamilyculture.com to see our discussion and links to Shelly's website, This and That Parenting, and you can find links to find her on social media. You can find me on social media at Family Culture Podcast on Instagram and Pinterest and underscore Family Culture at Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Again, you can share this episode by clicking share on whatever medium you're listening to and post it to social media. Thanks again for listening. Hope you have a great day.